I was asked by someone who went to San Diego for winter vacation. You ever been to San Diego? So uh, what do you do in San Diego when you go to San Diego? The big attraction is SeaWorld and the zoo. Those are the big attractions. So this guy went to SeaWorld and the zoo. He also took his family and they went to, uh, to, see, to whale, whale watching. They went out on a boat and they were hoping to see whales migrating from somewhere to somewhere. And uh, they see whales sort of come out of the water a little bit. It was very cool. He said he saw a bunch of whales. He asked me in advance, is there a bracha you're supposed to make when you see whales? It's not a common thing for a person to see. So I thought it would be a... And in general, when you go to the zoo, uh, A, should a Jew be going to the zoo? Apparently the Hasidim Paskin on Cholomoed, yes, the Jews should be going to the zoo. But the question is, if you're going to go to the zoo, is there a bracha to make on what do you say this bracha? So I want to talk a little bit about the bracha of Mishana Habrio. So bracha probably we've had the opportunity in our lives to make the Shemu Malchus. And if you're like me, you probably never did because you didn't realize that you had the opportunity to do it. The Gemara Masachos Brachos and Daf Nun Chesam Beis tells us, Amr Rabbi Shobin Levi, Rabbi Shobin Levi says that if you see uh, various things, you say this Brach of Mishan Abrios, whether it be some a human being who looks very different, he's a dwarf or he's, uh, he's an albino or something, something very, very unusual, you would make a Bracha of Mishan Abrios. You see people who suffer from unfortunate conditions, you make a Baruch Dayan HaMS, and then the Gemara goes on to say, Tan Rabbanon, Haroa, Peel, Kof, Vikipuf, Omer Baruch Mishan Sabrios. If you see an elephant, a monkey, or Kipuf Rashi says is an oaf, Shekorin Valtir, Vieshlo, the Sasos, Lechayim Ka'adam. It's a bird that has, uh, that has cheekbones that looks almost like a human face. Probably Memos and Sen mean an owl. So if you see an owl or a elephant or a monkey, you make the bracha Mishan Abrios. Tosus at the beginning of the parak already says that all the brachas that we mentioned in this parak are all B'Shem Malchus, even though the Gemara doesn't say Baruch Atah Hashem Elkinu Melcholam, but it means that you're supposed to say Baruch Atah Hashem Elkinu Melcholam. Malchus, you make the bracha of Mishan Abrios. That's the Gemara. The question is, which animals do you say this bracha on? The Gemara only mentions the elephant, the monkey, and the owl. The tour in the Shulchan Aruch also, in Simon Reish Chafei, only mention the elephant and the monkey. The tour in the leave out the owl, maybe because they felt they couldn't identify which bird it was exactly, I'm not sure why, but they left out the owl, they only mentioned the elephant and the monkey as Mishan Abrios. So the Me'iri says, if that's the animals that the Gemara identifies, those are the animals that you make a brachan. If it, the, the Gemara didn't identify any other animals that you say the brachan, so you don't make the brachan any other animals. How are you going to choose which animals make? You make a brachan, a cat, on a dog? No, obviously not, so uh, you can't choose and decide which ones to make a brachan, so you make a brachan on the ones that the Gemara said to make a bracha. In the Melech Shlomo, in his commentary to Mesechus Klaim, in the 8th parak of Klaim, he said that specifically these are chosen because in the Dara Flaga, Hashem turned people into monkeys and elephants as their, as their onish, onesh in the Dara Flaga. So it's Mishana Brios, it's the kind of Mishana Brios that the Gemara was talking about when you see people in unfortunate situations, people that are deformed, that have something, because these are like deformed people, these are the descendants of deformed people, which is fascinating. It's like uh, it, it's like reverse Darwinism, right? The, uh, the, it's not that we come from the monkeys; it's that the monkeys come from from people. That's that's a 
startling comment to the Malachi Shlomo that these specific animals, that's why we'd say a bracha Mashan Brios only on them. But whatever the reason is, whether it's that they have certain things that are similar to humans in certain ways, or they're just considered the most unusual, these are the ones that are identified. Nevertheless, Roshlom Zalman Arbach in Halicha Shlomo Perachav Gimel Oslam Lamed Hay is quoted as having said that all Chayos Mishunos, all unusual creatures, you would make a bracha Mashan Brios except for fish. Because fish were never mentioned. We mentioned a bird in the Gemara. The Gemara mentioned chayos. It never mentioned fish. So in an unusual fish, you wouldn't say the bracha, but any other chayimashun. In fact, the Rosh Hashanah says, when you go to the zoo, find the first weird animal and say a bracha on that and have in mind that that bracha should count for all the strange animals that you're going to see that day in the zoo. You don't have to dafka find the monkey cages first or the elephants first. You can find the first weird one and that, that will be good enough. It's a little bit strange that he suggests this, no? The Gemara never said that you say this bracha on Chayos Meshunos. The Shulchan Aruch never said you say it on Chayos Meshunos. They said specifically the Lashon of the Gemara and the Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch is specifically peel, kof. It's specifically about an elephant, about a monkey. So it's somewhat of a chiddish to me that would say that it applies to other animals as well. Now, uh, generally, um, the, if a creature is deformed, that would also get a Mishan Abrios. Makar Chaim, the author of the Chavis Yari, writes that he once saw a calf that had one head and it had two bodies. One of the bodies was male and one was female. So he said that, that, that warranted a Mishan Abrios. That was weird enough to get a Mishan Abrios. But that, it's not because it's an animal, it's because it's a strange animal. There's something inherently strange about its deformity. Now, the Torah quotes in the name of the Ravid that you would only say this, the brach of Mishan Abrios if you're mitzta'er from seeing it. Just like when you make a brach on Brios Tovos, it's only if you're nene from the Brios Tovos. So on a Bria Ra, on a, on a, on a bad Bria, it's only if you're mitzta'er. Beisosi points out that works for the other things that you make a Mishan Abrios on, the people with deformities and with unfortunate situations. But that doesn't really explain for the elephant and the monkey. No one gets sad. No one is mitzstire when they see an elephant or a monkey. So the Bach says, no, the Ravid never meant to say that about the elephant and the monkey. What the Ravid meant to say is that when you're saying the Mishan Abrios because of a person in an unfortunate situation, or you're saying the Mishan Abrios for, uh, for an animal that's, uh, that's, that, that, that's in an unfortunate situation. So then only if it gives you tsar. But, uh, but clearly when you're making the Mishanah Abrios for an elephant or a monkey, it doesn't have to give you any tsar. You'd make the Mishanah Abrios anyway. And that seems to be the way we paskin. You would still make a Mishanah Abrios on any elephant or monkey, whether it makes you sad or not. How often do you say the bracha? So the Torah writes in the name of the Ravid that you only say the bracha the first time you see the animal. But the Torah himself says that you say it every 30 days. The Mechaber in Simen Reish Chav Hei, Si'if Tes, the Mechaber writes... The Mechaber writes, "Ve'enu mevarich elapam rishona shashino yalov gadol ma'od." You only say the bracha the first time because that's when it's most startling. All these brachas hariya are supposed to be a bracha because it made an impression on you. It did something. It shook you up a little bit. You're only going to feel that way the first time. Says the Rama, "V'yeshomrim mishloshim yom l'shloshim yom." Others say every thirty days you say the bracha. Yeah. What about a chola? What? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, we'll discuss other brachos and the connection to other brachos. But but the 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 uh, the Rama writes that every thirty days, if you see if you see it every thirty days, the question is, what does Rama mean by that? You see the same elephant over and over again every thirty days. You're going to keep saying the same bracha, or is it only if you see a different elephant, or is it only if you see you saw an elephant and now you're seeing a monkey? 
Meaning, how does, how does it work? So this is the Machlok is Archashulchan Mishabur. The Archashulchan says that if you see another animal within 30 days, but it's a different kind of animal, meaning you saw an elephant, now you see a monkey, that gets a new bracha. If you see the same animal, then it's only after 30 days, and only if you didn't see another one of that same type within 30 days. Meaning, if you see elephant A, and then on, on day one, and then you see elephant B on day 20, on day 35, when you see elephant A again, you would not make a bracha. But if you never saw elephant B in the middle, you just saw elephant A on day one, and then elephant A again on day 35, you would say a new bracha. That's how the Aruch HaShulchan understands. However, the Mishabur seems to say not the way. The Mishabur seems to say much simpler. He says, if it's the same exact animal that you already saw, so you don't make a new bracha, no matter when, even if you see it years later. If it's a different type of animal, previously you saw a monkey, now you see an elephant. Previously you saw an elephant, now you see a monkey. Then it would get a new bracha even if it's the next day, even if it's ten minutes later. Because it's a new impression, it's a new jolt to the system. The whole machlokas between the machaber and the ramah is if you see the same animal, but a different one. You saw an elephant, now you see another elephant. So that's where the machaber says, uh, another elephant will never get a bracha once you said a bracha once in your life on, on elephants. And the Ramah says, no, every 30 days, as long as you haven't seen an elephant within 30 days, you would say the bracha as long as it's not the same elephant you saw before. What about visiting a zoo? Is this, a, is this something that every Jew should do? Maybe according to the Ramah, Ashkenazi Jews should have to visit a zoo every 30 days or so, so that we could say this bracha. Is there a maila to go visit a zoo? So there seems to be three approaches. One approach is that it's a maila to visit the zoo in general, just to see the gaval Another approach is that it's a mile to visit the zoo insofar as it will allow you to say the bracha. So if you want to go once in a while to say the bracha, that's that's worth worthwhile. And third approach is really you should avoid the zoo because there are behemoths tomatoes and it has some sort of uh, uh, effect on you and it's not a good thing. It's just if you happen to be walking down the street and on Central Avenue there's an elephant parading by. So then you say the bracha, but otherwise you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't say the bracha. So these are the three approaches. The first approach that it's a mile just to see Lekit Yosher quotes in the name of his Rebbe the Trumas Hadeshin. The Trumas Hadeshin heard that there were lions in the next town over and he traveled to see the lions because he had never seen a lion. I don't know if he's like, most of us are disappointed when we finally see the lion. It's always sleeping. But, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he, went to see, he went to see the lion. Why? You don't make a bracha on a lion. He went to see it. Not with a bracha, just to see the brios of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Chida also talks about Chida traveled all over the place. Chida was a prolific author, wrote dozens and dozens of stories, and he's always traveling. And he wrote about how he went to England and he saw this kind of animal and describes in vivid detail the different animals that he saw in different places. Not for brachas, just stam to see the brios of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I, I remember I once went to talk to Rav Asher Weiss and uh, he said, just hang on a second, he was on his iPad. He was watching some nature thing on his iPad of like uh, different creatures and animals. National Geographic or something or other. He was like, "This is amazing! It's so fascinating." Okay, you know, some people are into that. So, so he was appreciating the bria of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So, some people find the Maila in that. Then the second approach is. No, it's a mile to say the bracha. The Tilas Chaim says, Chaim Sanzer used to go to say the bracha. He would have to go to the zoo to say the bracha. And Archos Rabbeinu Chelakal, page Sadi Dalit, it says Stipler would bring his kids. He'd bring Chaim and his other children. They would go to, uh, to the zoo every once in a while, or maybe just once, I don't know, to go make the bracha of Mishana Brios. But then on the other side, the Kavayasher is quoted as saying that, no, to see Behemoth Tameos, it causes all sorts of Ruach Tuma. Ravadia quotes all these sources. Ravadia has a tshuva in Yabiya Omer. In Yabiya Omer Chelak Dalit or Chaim Simen Chav, 
where he discusses all these marmakamos, whether it's good to go to the zoo or not. So he quotes the Chuvus Priya Sadakh, Gimel Simkofai and Gimel, who says not to go to the zoo. It's only if you happen to see the elephant or the monkey walking down the street, then you should say the bracha. You should also probably call animal services, but you should say say the bracha. I don't know which one you should do first, but that, only then, but you shouldn't dafka go out of your way to do it. The, he quotes the Chuvus Arugas Abosam or Chaim Simulamatas, that it's an Isser. It's an Isser of Lotifnu Ela Elilim. You're not allowed to look at images of different animals and things. So to look at the animals themselves. And it's like going to the Tartios, the Carcassos, the Gemara and Naval Dazar says, you shouldn't go to the stadiums and the amphitheaters. And that's the same thing. That's what you're going to be doing. So Ravadia rejects all of this. He says, no, it's not. It's not at all the same. There's stadiums where they were having, they were, they were, they were, they were having like bullfights and things like that. It was dangerous. It was violent. It was, you know, they were going to throw the Jew in there with the animals. It wasn't, it wasn't something that, uh, that, they, that, 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 that a person should be at. But a safe zoo, which is a wholesome environment, Adrabi, you see the Brios of Akash Baruch it's wonderful. And he says, to see Lotifna Lalilim, that's where you see an image that a human being tried to make. But to see the actual image that Akash Baruch Hu made, that's, that's perfectly fine. That's like saying, says Rav Vadya, that like if you have a, a, a statue of a human being, you're not allowed to own a three dimensional statue of a human being. So you shouldn't look at people? You shouldn't live with people? No, Adrabi, people Akash Baruch Hu made. So you should appreciate that. What if the animal is dead? Is there any bracha if you see a dead elephant? Sort of Zilberstein in uh, in Vavei Ha'amudim v'Chashukehem. Each month he comes out with a pamphlet of future Chashukehemeds and Varevnas. So in the, this month's edition in Shvat Tavshinayin Hey discusses a, a case where a fellow was at the zoo and he saw an elephant and the elephant was sleeping. So he decided to say the bracha. He said in Maynath Camino where the elephant's awake or the elephant's sleeping. So he says the bracha Mishana Brios. And then he says to the zookeeper, hey, when's the elephant going to wake up? And the zookeeper goes, oh my God, the elephant is dead. And he's like, oh, whoops, should I not have said the bracha if it was a dead elephant? Now, should he say the bracha on the next elephant that he sees? Because he said it first on a dead elephant. So he brings a raya from the Makar Baruch in the uh, autobiography of the Torah Tamima. He writes that uh, the, the uh, Baruch Epstein, the author of the Torah Tamima, says that after he left the yeshiva, because he had to support his family, he was a banker, he would, every time, every opportunity he would get, he would pass through Valaj and he would go visit his uncle the Nitziv and one time he came into the Nitziv's house and all the Rabbanim were tumbling and there was some big machlokas going on because apparently there was a guy who had taken a nether that he's never going to see his brother again and then the brother died and the guy wanted to go to the Leviah so do you, need, do you need to be matted the nether or can he just go is it called seeing him if he's going to see him when he's dead so the Tartzmima writes that he as a visiting businessman said it's Pasha it's in this week's Parsha this past week's Parsha Parsha's Bishala because the Pasuk says in Parshas B'Shalach, Ki es hashari isa mes Mitzrayim hayom, lo so sifan lerosom od adolam. You see Mitzrayim now, you will never ever see them again. And then the Pasuk goes on to say, Vayar Yisrael es Mitzrayim, meis al svasayam. That the Jews saw the Mitzrayim dead al svasayam. So maybe you see from there that it's called that it's not called seeing it if it's dead. So maybe therefore, says Rezilberstein, seeing a dead elephant is not called seeing an elephant. Mainly you can't say a bracha. But he says, not such a great raya, because it could be that the brach of Mishan is a different geder. It's not about a geder whether it's called re'i or not. The different brach of Mishan is, were you impressed by it? 
Meaning, did you see something that made an impression on you, that made an impact on you? So yeah, that makes an impression when you see a dead elephant also. It's, if you can't tell the difference between a dead elephant and a sleeping elephant, it apparently makes the same impression when you see a dead elephant as when you see a sleeping elephant. But he says that he quoted, that, that Rav Chaim Kanievsky said that a, 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 a uh, when it was asked about a, a, if you sell a dead dog, is that called Mechir Kelev? Would that be an Isra of Mechir Kelev to use the Mizbech? And Rav Chaim Kanievsky said a dead dog is not called a Kelev. A dead dog is called the Nevela. It loses its shame, Kelev. So Zilberstein says maybe the same is true by appeal. You see a dead elephant, maybe it's not called an elephant, it's no longer called an elephant. Now it's Tama Nevela. So like you see a belt or shoes made out of elephant skin or something, you want to make a bracha of Mishan Abriyos. A dead elephant is it's no longer an elephant. It's a totally different Priya. I'm not sure if, if it ever came up. I'm not sure what the Allah would be if you see a dead animal. If you'd say, probably not. Probably you wouldn't say the bracha. Okay. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.